joining us on the line. We've got uh, Michael and Ivan from the Easy Star All-Stars. Are you both with us? What up? Thanks for having us, Jared. Uh, thank you so much. So let me let listeners know we've got Michael, who is the producer of the records put out by the Easy Star All-Stars and kind of works a lot of magic in the studio, getting the sound together. Ivan is the touring drummer who has been with the band for oh so long. Uh, why don't we begin, um, well, first of all, welcome to KUCI, and why don't we begin, could you tell us the origins of this very, very unique band called the Easy Star All-Stars? Uh, well, sure, I'll take this. This is Michael Goldwasser, uh, uh, the producer speaking. Um, when I founded Easy Star Records with three friends back in the mid-90s. Um, you know, our our first recordings were songs that I had, well, music that I had written and then worked with various artists uh, who were mainly living in New York, such as the late, great Sugar Minot, who you just played. Um, and every time we would do a session, I would get different musicians together based on the needs of the song or who was available and because in, in New York, there's just a great pool of reggae musicians who really know their stuff. Uh, so we decided to call that, that house band, the studio band, the Easy Star All-Stars, because it would be good for branding for Easy Star Records. That would help people remember. It would get the words Easy Star in people's heads, you know. Um, so the band really just started out as a studio band, and then we started doing live shows, mainly around New York, um, backing up. Jamaican artists who were passing through, such as uh, Sugar Minot and Johnny Osborne. And we also did a bunch of shows, um, like we did tributes to Augustus Pablo and Jackie Mitu, Dennis Brown, uh, you know, musicians that we loved who had passed away. And then after Dub Side of the Moon came out and was um, seemingly, you know, quite popular, there was demand for the band to go on the road. And that's when we, we formed the real, the touring operation of which Ivan was the uh, original drummer for back in 2003. And then we started taking the show all over the world. And, and here we are. So how did the decision to record uh, a cover of Pink Floyd's classic Dark Side of the Moon come about? That must have been a pretty, um, I mean, it's pretty gutsy to tackle an album that's already considered flawless, and yet you guys made a classic of a classic, if, if that makes sense. I mean, I think Dub Side of the Thank Moon, it's, it's what now, uh, it's more than, it's what, 12 years old. You're still touring on it. It's still uh, getting played here at the station and on airwaves everywhere. That was a gutsy decision. Can you take us back to that decision? Sure. Well, the idea for Dub Side of the Moon uh, came from one of my partners in Easy Star Records, Lem Oppenheimer, who was a big fan of Pink Floyd in general, and specifically that album. And we've been doing Easy Star for a few years, and uh, he was listening to Dark Side of the Moon one day and just thought, man, it'd be kind of cool to do a reggae version of that. Now, he brought the idea to myself and our other partners, and I was honestly quite skeptical at first. Um, I didn't get into making reggae to do you know, covers of, of classic rock. Um, or that, I mean, that's what I was thinking then. Um, but after we, you know, I, I, I came around to the idea. I did a few demos of some of the songs just in my, my bedroom studio. And we all thought, you know, wow, this, this could really work, you know. Um, 
so was it a gutsy move? Yes, but we took our time with it. Uh, the recording was on and off over the course of like three years. So we really just took our time to try to make it sound as great as possible. Um, me not being a huge Pink Floyd fan or a big fan of Dark Side of the Moon probably helped because I wasn't intimidated by it. I was, I just wanted to make a great album, but I, I, I guess I wasn't caught up in, in the hype of, of Dark Side of the Moon. You know, I just thought, it's a good album. Let's see what we can do to make, to make it reggae. You know? So I, I guess, I don't know if it was gutsy or just uh, naivete, you know, <laughs> but that's, that's what it was. Now, when, uh, you know, the the Dark Side of the Moon is such an iconic record that uh, there are, you know, Lazarium shows and, and it, it syncs up to this and it syncs up to that. Ivan, when, uh, when listeners attend a live uh, performance of Dub Side of the Moon, what could they expect? Is it... Uh, what kind of experience can they expect? Well, it's a really dope experience because you get kind of enveloped in it. It's really fun. You know, whenever a band is doing any album from start to finish, you know, you, you got people there that know the music, so they know what's going to come next, but they don't know how it's going to come. You know, but they know, okay, us and them is coming next. But they don't know what it's going to sound like. Particularly, it's really fun when it's the first time they're hearing it in a reggae version. It blows their mind. Because my, my favorite quote, the first time we went to the U.K. with Dub Side of the Moon, we didn't know if they were going to throw bottles at us or they are going to love it. You know, we're like, we're playing their music, you know, we're coming from the States and Jamaica. And I'm like, oh, it's brilliant. It, it, it's like Pink Floyd, only with groove. You know, so it, it's really fun to watch people just groove to, like, this music, even though in some ways they know what's going to happen, but they don't know how it's going to happen. And then a big part of our show is our front of house sound engineer, who's our dub engineer. He's actually kind of like a part of the band, even though you don't see him unless you look behind the board. And he's out there creating all these dub effects, in some cases kind of trying to recreate some of the stuff that went down on the TV Star dub side of the moon. And then in some cases he's creating his own versions and effects and stuff. So, you know, basically we try to stay true to the album, but then we put our own live thing into it too, you know? Now, have either of you received any feedback from any of the members of uh, Pink Floyd regarding the album? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, David Gilmore is here with me right now. Do you want to talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, What's going on? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, um, we actually we have, which is really cool. Well, Roger Waters, um, okay, remember, we released this album in 2003. He sent us a fax, which I know is, you know, you're like, what's a fax? Now? Right, right. Um, he sent us a fax saying thank you for sending me your album um i reviewed it but it's my policy not to comment on covers of my work so you know gotta respect that sure at least he or someone from his office pretending to be him acknowledged it um but david gilmore uh was actually being interviewed on a program on bbc one radio in in uh, england and the host of the program asked him about Dub Side of the Moon, and Dave Gilmore said, "I, I can't, I, don't, I can't quote him, but he said something to the effect of like, oh yeah, that album is great fun, and I wish I'd seen the band when they were just in London.' So nice. you know, that's kind of cool. Like he knew the album, he knew that we were touring in in, in London, and he said he would even wish he had seen us. So nice. I'll take that as a as a compliment. And Claire Torrey, who sang the original Great Gig in the Sky." Is actually a big fan of our version, and she's come to see the band several times. Uh, 
when we've been in the UK, and she's even said that she thinks that our singer Kirsty Rock did, does a better version of it than she did. Um, so yeah, yeah, we. Uh, I, I was, I um, I was there when she came to our show, uh, Jazz Cafe, in London, and uh, uh, hung out with her. She was really cool. She was hilarious, and, and she had a really interesting comment. And this is classic. You know, you, you know, you always want to talk to. How did you guys make this and that? She was like, oh, I hated that. I did such a horrible job. You know, it's just funny to hear her say that about such a classic track. But it doesn't shock me because sometimes people are our own, you know, we are like our own worst critics, you know. Sure, sure. I want to remind listeners they're in tune to KUCI in Irvine, KUCI.org on the Internet. This is The Dread Zone, and we're speaking to Michael and Ivan from the Easy Star All-Stars. They're going to be performing, uh, the Easy Star All-Stars are going to be performing Dub Side of the Moon at the OC Fair Events Center July 30th, if I'm not mistaken. We have a pair of tickets to give away later in the program, so do stay tuned for that. Uh, I want to talk about the Easy Star All-Stars a little bit more broadly, um, but I'm, I'm going to stay on the the topic of covers just for uh, a little bit more. Um, some of the other covers that you've done, you've done uh, Radiohead, you've done The Beatles, you've done Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, and they're all, I, I think the the comment I get from everybody is, or, or just reading online, you know, oh, no one wants to hear uh, a reggae version of uh, Sergeant Pepper. No one wants to hear a reggae ver- until they hear it. And then they realize that it's not disrespect and you're not covering it as a cover. You're creating something new. How do you hear and how do you perform? What's the process of taking, you know, a pop track or a, a classic rock track, and I, I don't know if this is an actual verb, but regifying it. Well, it's actually, um, I think I've got it down to, I wouldn't say a science, but I definitely, I, I have a formula, um, which is first, I just listen to the original album. Well, first, the first thing is that uh, I have to, working with my partners in Easy Star Records, decide on what the album's going to be. Um, and that's quite a long process, and we're still trying to figure out what our next one's going to be. Um, now, do you, if we... I could interject, did I did I see correctly that um, the the Thrilla cover was the result of a popular vote online? Is that how that one was decided? Uh, no, okay. no. What we did was we had a, a a vote for people to guess what the next album was going to be. Got it. Okay. Um, but we had already done it. So okay. It, it, it was just more to, to pique uh, the public interest. Okay. Um, but, um, so my first task is to just listen to the original album uh, incessantly for a few months and just really, so that, so that the original, the arrangements from the original, the production, and it, pretty much every nuance, it, nuance of it is just embedded in, in my brain. Um, so that I really come to a very deep understanding of it. Um, the music, the lyrics, the arrangements, every, every detail. And then I slowly just start writing arrangements um, in no particular order of songs, just whatever, whatever comes to me, you know. And sometimes I'll just have an idea for a bass line, I'll just start messing around with that, then I come, come up with a drum part, and, you know, it, it, there's already guidelines because we... 
we made a decision with Dubside to try to, you know, we got to keep the lyrics pretty much what they are, and if we make any changes, we have to get permission from the publishers. The melodies also stay pretty much what they are, and we like to keep the harmonic structure uh, very close, if not exactly the same as the original. Um, so I've got those parameters to work in, and then it's all about coming up with cool bass lines and drum parts and uh, interpolating the minutia of the original and, and having it come out in a, in a regified way. Um, you know, and then, then once I've figured out all the arrangements, then get the musicians together, record it, and then there's a whole, and then the task of getting all the guest vocals down can take quite a while just because I'm dealing with so many different singers and from all over the place. Um, and then, you know, trying to get these, you know, many of these singers don't know the originals, so so got to really work with them on it. Um, and then the mix is really a whole other level of, Arrangement, you know, it's a, you know, to me, mixing, uh, especially adding dub elements, is a performance in itself. After all the music has been recorded, there's still this other level of performance, which is the mix, because I do everything uh, analog and on the board. Um, so every mix I do is is uh, different from the last because I I can't just recall it on a computer. You know? And it's um, it's interesting because if to to play on that. It also sounds like when these uh, when these tracks are performed live, because you've got the live mixer doing all the dub sound effects, it's it's probably you know almost a different performance each night. It should be. It's that's really really neat. Um, I'm sorry, I, I interjected, but it, it's something that I think is one of the the neat things about going to hear dub or reggae live is that it's it's not just a strict interpretation of the album but then it's each live performance has its own little nuances right let's uh let's move on and talk about easy star records a little bit more broadly tell us about the label and some of the bands that are featured on it because a lot of them uh get played here on kuci and the dread zone right well thank you for playing our artists um you know, we started the label as uh, a kind of a reaction to what was going on in the mid-90s in reggae, which is that we felt like a lot of the stuff coming out of Jamaica had become so digital and computerized and wasn't, um, you know, wasn't making use of, of all of the great, you know, aspects of reggae that, that we grew up listening to in terms of musical complexity and the, the, the sound and the vibes and the lyrics. You know, there were a lot of slack lyrics at the time and not talking about things that we, we thought were important. And then most of the reggae we were hearing in America was just kind of, you know, not great Bob Marley wannabes. Um, so we thought, let's just do it ourselves. Let's try to make more traditional Jamaican-sounding reggae, but do it in America in New York specifically, and working with great Jamaican artists. So that was how we started out. But then we've, over the years now, we've just expanded to the point of now working with lots of U.S.-based artists, many of them from from, uh, California, actually. And um, now lately, within this past year, we put out records by uh, Revolution, um, originally from Santa Barbara, um, The Expanders from L.A., and uh, we've got a giant panda gorilla dub squad from upstate New York, um, New Kingston from Brooklyn, New York. It's kind of our home base. 
and the Skints, all the way from uh, London, England. Which has been getting um, a lot of play. The new the new album's been getting a lot of play here at KUCLA. Great. And uh, also, um, we should put a shout out to John Brown's Body, which we play a lot here. And, right on. Uh, yeah, we did uh, released their most recent dub album, which I was honored to, to do a dub on. As well as Tikla and and so many others. Um, I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer. Tell us uh, where is the tour taking you, Ivan, and uh, anything you want uh, want to say about the live performance in general. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we've been having a lot of uh, fun on the road this year. Um, you know, the current edition right now, we're calling it the Choice Cuts Tour, where we're um, we're playing, you know, some really cool songs from all our albums you know, from all our tribute albums and some originals. And what we're having fun doing is taking tunes from different albums and kind of mash, doing a little bit of a mashup, you know, so kind of like uh, uh, not a remix of the songs, but the show's like a remix because now you're going to be in one song and then all of a sudden you're in another song from a different album. So we kind of haven't had fun with that. We've been getting a really good reaction from the crowd on that. You know, and, um, you know, we're looking, we love playing on the West Coast. It's one of our favorite places to play. Uh, you know, and where exactly are you based? Uh, are you in, in L.A. area or? We are in Orange County. We are a stone's throw from the Costa Mesa Fairgrounds. So we. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, we're... I, I had to mention that our sax player, Jenny Hill, grew up in Palos Verde. Okay, that's very close as well. So, uh, yeah. not as close, so but she, Southern yeah, California. Yeah, so she's psyched to be in hometown. But you know, we love playing on the West Coast uh, uh, because y'all get reggae out there, you know, and y'all get Easy Star. You know, from back in the beginning when we first started doing the dub side, one of the first tours we did out there was on the West Coast, and every time we go back there, we have uh, a great time. So, of course, we're looking. Uh, this tour is going to be fun because we're going to start all the way up in Vancouver. You know, and uh, we're going to play Vic Victoria and Vancouver up there in British Columbia, and then we're going to make our way down, you know, to the L.A. area and come see you guys. So that's always fun, you know, just kind of getting to see different parts of the West Coast and play. Um, and our show, yeah, our current show is a lot of fun because we're, we're playing tunes that we've played for, for many years, you know, that people love, but we're putting a new twist on it, you know. And so, you know, most... You know, obviously, just expect to get down on some good reggae, you know, because that's how we bring it. And we bring it New York style. I like to say that as a native New Yorker, and Michael's a native New Yorker, too, because, you know, people from New York, you know, we like to bring it with some hardness. We're real people because, you know, to, to, to be in this city and do what you love, you know, you really got to be on, on your toes. <laughs> well, we look we look forward to it. The uh, It is July 30th. Am I correct on the date? I really, really hope I am. Uh, July 30th at the uh, Orange County uh, Fair Events Center. Uh, the Easy Star All-Stars will be performing Dub Side of the Moon as well as a mashup as we just heard. And uh, Michael and Ivan, I want to thank you so much on uh, joining us. Thank you so much for joining us today. And congratulations on the the success of the Easy Star All-Stars and the Dub Side of the Moon as well as all of your other covers. Thanks for having us on the show. Yeah, thanks, Chad, and thank you for being such a big supporter of uh, everything that Easy Star Records is doing. Absolutely. You guys take care. All right, All right take you care. Too. All right. All right